welcome to the McGeppin Fries Movie Podcast. I am Gavin. And I'm Ian. And welcome to the very first podcast of 2012. Is this the last year on Earth? I guess we'll find out. Hopefully we'll be able to do more than For those of- three podcasts a month before the end of the universe. Hopefully, that'll be very good. For those of you who are listening to us for the first time, we are a movie podcast and we talk about... All uh, the relevant movie news that we've been reading about over movie, the last couple of weeks. Movie news, reviews, opinion, and comments. I there think you go. a way we can put that. And then we peek it out with a couple of reviews. I'll be reviewing The Ides of March, the most recent George Clooney-directed film. And I'll be reviewing Richard Ayodade's Submarine, the guy with the fur- furry, furry hair from the IT crowd. Mm-hmm. And as well as that, we'll be joined later by Gavin Yap from Relationship Status. Oh, uh, really? To review, while, while I review Relationship Status, the, the local Malaysian film. Oh, excellent. Yes, I'm, excellent. I'm really looking forward to meeting him. He seems really nice. Yeah, it's, uh, and the movie's getting quite a quite good buzz. Yeah, yeah quite a good yeah. buzz. Yeah. We'll Go. see what happens. We'll yeah. see what he has to say on the, uh, on the subject. Uh, before we go any further, uh, I feel that it's only fair to say this before going on to any kind of news, because this is probably the biggest kind of news. Um, Richard Alf, the co-founder of Comic-Con, uh, is dead. At, he died at the age of uh, 59 Whoa. from cancer. So he was, uh, he was diagnosed with uh, advanced pancreatic cancer in December. Long-time listeners will know that we went, well, you've been twice, right? Yes, yes. And we went to Comic-Con 2010. Yeah, so um, along with uh, Mike Towery, Richard Alf was uh, one of the he was the guy to get Comic-Con going. And Com- Comic-Con now, as we know it, is pretty much... It's uh, fucking huge. It's, it's huge. an entertainment city. Uh, last, uh, last year in 2011, approximately 125,000 people turned up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's gone very mainstream, but ultimately, I guess, you know, that's what you want. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, I mean that's, when that's it started, it was probably 30, 30 guys in the, the Romana it wasn't. It wasn't that successful when, when, they, started. when they started. But uh, no, it's an amazing experience. If you're a comic book fan or, or pop, cu- pop culture in general, yeah. you owe it to yourself to make this pilgrimage. This is our mecca. <laughs> and lock off two days for just sitting on your ass in Hall H. Yes. <laughs> Prepare to put on lots of weight and to become very very unhealthy. Nothing but pizzas. There wasn't pretzels. There was pizzas. There was... I don't know. I just, re- I just remember there beer. That's all I remember butter. is just beer. At any given moment when we couldn't be fucked to wait in line, it was beer. <laughs> Lunch, so what, how long beer, do we get in? How long do we how long, do we, how long is this queue going to go? Is this to get in? Yes. Do I get a beer, Gavin? Yeah, sure. <laughs> what, what time is it open at? Six? What time is it now? Fuck that. 5.55? Do you want to go for a beer? Yeah. <laughs> the movie will start in five minutes, but you've got to line up. And the one time we didn't, Simon Pegg apparently scrapped the smoke off someone inside the Hard Rock. We weren't there! <laughs> there you go. There you go. Anywho. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah, well, you know, may he rest in peace. He's created a huge thing. <laughs> yeah, and, and a good huge. thing. A good thing. It's nice to have. I mean, that'll go on without him. It's run by a committee and everything now. Right? Yeah, rest in peace, man. Yeah, rest in peace. Um, before we get into that, I should say as well that uh, if you want to contact us, you can get us at podcast at mcyappenfries.com. Podcast at mcyappenfries.com. And or if you go to the website, you can see our Twitter feeds on the right hand side and tweet us. There you go. There you go. So we'll start off with movie news. Um, are you going to start that top one? Uh, yes, that's what I was going to start with. Yes, oh, me too. <laughs> So, uh, a bit of casting news this week on the Star Trek sequel, which apparently Simon Pegg has probably flown over to the US to start filming. Mm-hmm. He says, see you later, London, and then Empire's like, is he going to do Star Trek? Probably, probably. Yeah. Uh, he was most recently uh, ordering the uh, Chili Verde at a Mexican restaurant in LA on his own. But it's alright, because he has all of us. And he went to see the artist. Yes, which he liked very much. And he liked Hugo as well, but he wasn't impressed with the Phantom Menace in 3D. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been, uh, before he's, been, that. he's been ranting a fair bit about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... It's, it's a couple it's, of years ago now, man. Let it go. <laughs> it's, like you're, it's like you're still Tim Bisley. Mm. 
You can always be Tim. That was so autobiographical, it's not even funny. Timmy boy. <laughs> but yeah, so the casting... It still is... hurts. <laughs> you didn't like it. But the... Uh, I mean, the big casting... Well, there was small casting news first. First, Mickey... Oh, got, uh, Rich, uh, Clark. Um, something Clark. He Noel did, Clark. Noel Clark. He did, yeah. uh, he did a kid adulthood and adulthood, which I still have to get copies of, because I've heard they're really, really good. Yeah. Because prior to that, he was just... Um, the spastic guy from Doctor Who. Yeah. Because he's come out since saying, I hate everything I did in that first season because I had no idea what the tone was Mm -hmm. and I played it like Saturday morning's kids cartoon and everyone else didn't and I didn't realise this until it was on telly. Mm -hmm. And he's gone on, like he's been interviewed numerous times saying, (laughs) I nearly fucked up the the, the comeback of Doctor Who. But he was cast first. Um, I also heard that in relation to the main story we'll get on to but uh, Peter Weller is going to be the yeah, Peter Weller, psychic Peter Weller has been uh, cast in the film mm-hmm. I don't know there, it's, it, it hasn't been confirmed what character he's playing is, is not his well I, the, one of the reports I saw so the main news is that Benedict Cumberbatch who's currently on screen in the BBC and TV for land, Sherlock for Sherlock which is highly recommended mm-hmm. and he'll also be uh, joining his uh, Sherlock co-star Martin Freeman in uh, The Hobbit Oh yes, yeah. he's small. He's smog, Yes, there was a rumor that he was saying that he was talking about something. He might have talked out of hand. Like he's playing smog in motion capture suit, mm-hmm. but also he's playing some, some king of something. Yeah, some, in, other, some other character. It's in the Similarian. I yeah. can never pronounce. How do you Similarian? The Similarian, right? Simil- yes, Meridian. Yes, that band. Yep. So he's going to be. He's mentioned something about playing that as well. So, mm-hmm. but he's it was first he was cast, and then the news broke that he's cast as the villain. Yes. So who could he be? I don't know. I mean, like, there's been speculation that it might be Khan. I mean, I don't really, I'm, I don't really want to know, to be honest. Yeah, with I you. Don't, I'd rather just, yeah. I'd, I'd rather just go watch the movie. But I'd also rather, not, I don't want the new ones to be a remix of the old. You know, it's better to actually blaze their own path. Well, I, I don't know. I, I, when it comes to this kind of film, I have faith in Abrams. Oh yeah. You know, I have, I have, I have faith that he's not going to drop the ball. You know, I mean, if he does, I'd be very, very surprised. Yeah. Uh, but no, nah, I'm looking forward to this one because the Star Trek movies, after a while, they they were getting a bit shit. Yeah. They were getting horrible. Even the, so, even the even number ones. You know, I mean, for people... Uh, personally, I think that if there was ever a, a franchise that needed a bit of a makeover, it was actually that one. Yeah. Because as, as nice as it is, it's, it's so much a product of its, of its, of its, of its time that yeah. it really does feel like kitsch in all, the, in, in all the ways that you can't keep making these movies. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? Unless you completely rehaul it. I was talking to some, some you know, people who like movies but aren't that huge at Star Trek and stuff and one of them was saying his is still the, his, his favourite Star Trek is the first one because it's like this, all those 70s sci-fi it's slow, it's paced it's mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. interesting to hear that but like everyone does think Khan or 4 are the best of the old ones. Yeah, nah. What's, what's your favourite one? <laughs> uh, my favourite one actually it's uh, I, <laughs> I actually like uh, it's the, the Undiscovered Country. Yeah, 4. Yeah. Oh no, the 6, yeah, 6. Yeah. Yeah, but just, more Shakespeare. I know it was just <laughs> in space. <laughs> I just uh, I have just you read Have you read Shakespeare in the original Klingon? <laughs> I just found it so bizarre. Yeah. It was just such a bizarre movie. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's just weird. There's like moments of weird <laughs> levity in it, as well as like yeah, yeah. Not everyone keeps their genitals in their crotch. Mm. But uh, yeah, looking forward to that. No, I'm I'm really looking forward to that one. 
Uh, more sequel news. Um, in my in my opinion, these are unnecessary sequels. Apparently, sequels for I didn't organize this. Um, both Bridesmaids and Horrible Bosses are on the way. Did you see either of those? Yes, yes. You saw both. Yeah, uh, the, the Bridesmaids sequel might even go ahead without Kristen Wiig. Yeah, so Kristen Wiig and the girl who wrote it with her someone else. I, I don't even know why they're, they're bothering with this. I mean, these are the kinds of movies that I mean, they did it's it with. Long. They did it with The Hangover. You know, I mean, that was a film that didn't really need a sequel. No, uh, but just because it made shitloads of money they did one and now they're saying that it was actually part of a fucking trilogy which oh. is retarded uh, what is Bryce- that wedding no that was uh, I think like Todd Phillips or Bradley Cooper said it. it was just something like I think it was Todd Phillips it was like yeah of course it was d- made for a trilogy what the fuck <laughs> you know but Bridesmaids is one of those movies as well you know I don't think it will really benefit from having a sequel no but at the know? end of it you know neatly tied up you yeah. know Melissa McCarthy's got all our puppies and yeah, you know I mean, Kristen ho- Wiig's head straight Horrible Bosses the end of that film did kind of leave some space open for it but How? even it because his new boss is also a, a fucking asshole who's his new boss at the end he's the 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 number one guy he's also he's got some guy like yeah. locked up in his trunk of his car oh right yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. but even then you know it's <laughs> you're lucky to it's one there it's it's that kind of film where you're lucky to get away with it once. Yeah. Why would you want to like because it made money. Exactly. Because that's the kind of business this is, man. It's all full of fucking fucking money. Fucking Show me the money. people, man. <laughs> fucking Hollywood. Fucking Hollywood. Here's an, <laughs> here's another stupid sequel, Paranormal Activity 4. Oh god. I know that And these, it's the same I I just can't watch these, but it's the same fucking girl all the time, right? The, was it the, the second one was her sister and the third one was the two of them when they were kids which they completely forgot about something like that I, I don't know I didn't really waste time with the third one Did you, you watch the first two? I watched the I watched the first one the second one I can't remember actually if I saw it because you know why they all look the same <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make a difference the, you know the problem I have with the Paranormal Activity franchise oh, here we is, go. That, He's pointing. is that this is a, a franchise that, that, that keeps going just because it's making shitloads of money on the smallest of budget yeah. there's no Artistically, it's like what the fuck? It's what, the new what, song. What, are you, what are you doing with it? You know, it's like <laughs> how many? You, you must be fucking stupid by now. Like you keep putting the fucking camera there. Get the fuck out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> like, how, how, how I'm not seeing Paranormal Activity one. Yeah, exactly. How do new schmucks keep falling for this? I know. <laughs> I mean, you look at it, there's another franchise now, which is just you know. Supposed Why to do be people like, pay money to see this in cinemas when they can just go and rent the other one? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's exactly the same. <laughs> Squid There's your a eyes fucking angry you. spirit, yeah, and they tape it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it. it. But um, you know, you know, the, you've heard of the Human Centipede, right? Yes. Like the second, <laughs> I refuse to watch. No, I mean even even on the even at the point of like, well, someone should see to see how bad it is. It's like, nah, I don't want to see three people. I just, I just don't want to see ass to mouth. Exactly. You know, and I just don't want to see that shit. What but in the second one, it's some guy who apparently saw the first one and then tries to make his own. But he's doing the bargain basement it's version. It's just some fucking sick prick who watched yeah. who watched like uh, two girls in a cup and, decided and then, to and then decided to make then decided to make a fucked up horror movie out of it. It's stupid. But the fact that even in the second one, the guy knows about the first one as a movie. I know they they go postmodern and shit. It's. They should it's, do that for Paranormal like, Activity. Like they start, do that for Paranormal Activity Five. It's like the the sequel is essentially jerking off over the over the first one. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm so aware of myself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I hate that movie. I haven't even seen it. I, hate it. <laughs> yeah, I just it's, fucking it's, hate it. It's, it's indicative of a bigger problem. It's like, right? whoever made this movie is going to hell. Yeah. Um, Actually, I am kind of curious to see. It. <laughs> I just haven't. 
can't be fucked. From sequels <laughs> to remakes. And uh, did you hear this? Lily Collins has been cast as apparently the lead in the Evil Dead. Reboot. Yeah, I know. Fuck that. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Ash is not a chick. <laughs> but the, the, he's a. Bruce Campbell said he's not in it. Then he said he's in it. Now I think he's not in it again. But he's not playing an older Ash, and it's not going to—it's not going to be Ash. It's no. going to be the people in the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's like what she's like a fucking recovering fucking junkie or something, or some shit like that. And Is she's, it? Yeah, yeah. I remember reading some shit like that. And uh, you know, she's like a recovering junkie. She's in the woods. I don't know, out of rehab. What, I don't know. And, and she's like the new Ash. It's like, fuck that. Yeah. Ash is a guy. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. You know, I'm not trying to be sexist or anything. This is just the small little things that made the Evil Dead what 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 we love. You know, it's all two words. Bruce Campbell. There you go. <laughs> or someone just like him. <laughs> not Phil Collins' offspring. <laughs> if they have, this, if, I, if, the, if they have, uh, you know, if they can feel it in the air tonight when the demons attack. I'll be <laughs> Actually, that would make it. <laughs> I, you see, I do, 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 you see, I'd be for that. I'd be for that. I don't mind like some cheesy Phil Collins in the soundtrack. Just keep Phil Collins' kid away from it because she brings the Wolf Boy curse with her. The Wolf Boy curse. Oh, she's fucking Taylor Lautner, right? And his movies suck, and so does he. And whatever she gets attached to seems to be sucking as well. Have you seen how looks, bad Mirror Mirror looks? looks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like Panto. It's like getting hit across the face with a phone book. <laughs> Full of fairy dust. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's uh, any fairy tale movie, and that's the, actually that brings me on to something else that's kind of pissing me off. Is that? Is that Tim Burton? Oh yeah, I was going to. Tim Burton well. is supposed to what is uh, in line to direct Pinocchio for Warner Brothers with Robert Downey Jr. supposed uh, being courted to star as Geppetto. 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 And the story I saw is that, like Alice in Wonderland, it's going to be something of a sequel. So Geppetto is setting out on a quest to reunite with his missing marionette. It's just, I don't know, it's just, what the fuck? It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm just, just like, fuck it, I'm out of ideas. It's like, I don't give a fuck anymore, give me the money. Yeah. <laughs> you saw the Funnier Die video I thing need... about Tim Burton's making a movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need it's... more money to give to Helena yeah. to buy more shoes. <laughs> yeah, that don't match. And hats. <laughs> and more pigs for her to rest her legs on. <laughs> that was the funniest thing in that movie. The pig. I need a pig. <laughs> I need a pig. I have since tried it, and it is very gratifying. <laughs> Couldn't find a pig, but, you know, I settled. You used the guy you keep in your trunk, right? There Derek. You there you go. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, a, it's just this, like, yeah, it's a horrible, horrible idea. It's just basically, what's his name? Um, Robert Downey Jr. wearing stripy tights and lots of white makeup. I was reading uh, an, an interview. Well, Johnny, Depp, Johnny Depp will play Pinocchio. Probably. Oh, no. With oh, Helena, no. With I never thought of that. You know what's going to happen? What's going to happen is going to be fucked up. And Helena Potom Carter plays the part of the whale that and swallows you know, them. And you know how, exactly how Johnny Depp's going to play the play Pinocchio. He's going to be exactly... Edward Scissorhands. He's gonna be, yes, he's going to be Edward Scissorhands. He's going to be Edward Scissorhands meets uh, um, the, the Mad Hatter meets Ed Wood. So Johnny Depp then? Yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was reading this interview with Terry Gilliam and he was talking about Alice in Wonderland because he also apparently was, he was uh, tried to, he was, uh, didn't, wasn't his, isn't his Tideland kind of like an Alice in Wonderland? I haven't seen that yet, uh, but I heard it wasn't great. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, this thing, you hear so often, you hear about Terry Gilliam does get approached about these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, like, I, you, always, you always assume he's just like, you know, sitting at home waiting for the phone to ring, but actually people are going to him and say, do you want to do this? He's like, nah. nah. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> No, but because uh, that's how he talks. Yeah, yeah. Nah. yeah. he's a navvy from the. I got work on the road this weekend. 
not even English. <laughs> He's still a python. <laughs> but uh, now he was being interviewed about was the uh, Empire Magazine asked Terry Gilliam, "He's like, are you pissed off about the uh, about Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland movie?" Mm-hmm. And he was like saying, "No, no, I'm not pissed off. I mean, I I just hated the film." Oh, <laughs> I'm not pissed off at Tim for making it. I just hated the movie. <laughs> that's that's a nice backhanded comment. Here's some orange juice, smack. It, it just you know I can't speak for anyone, but it just seemed like another opportunity to tell a completely different story using this as a backdrop. Yeah, you know, and again, and and then and again, they tried that, but they didn't do it properly. Like our whole running away from learning to be a woman. I just, I mean, I mean, it, the movie bored the fuck out of me. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, the dancing. It was the dancing that pushed you over. No, 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 it was the fucking dancing. Because, <laughs> the fucking dancing. Because Johnny Depp is Michael Jackson. Yes. Michael Jackson is Johnny Depp. And they were one in that moment, and it was horrible mm-hmm. to watch. Low point. Anyway. Anyway. So, hey, that's a stupid idea, Warner Bros. You know what you're doing, man? Give Tim Burton something else, like a real movie. Yeah. You know? Because is uh, is Geppetto going to make himself a, a suit out of wood? I don't know. A flying suit out of wood? I got your wood. I got your wood, fucking Timmy. Um, uh, look, at this, of- look at this asshole, Jeff. Love it. One small change. Instead of Donnie Jr., <laughs> Johnny Depp. Can you picture it? And Elena Bonham Carter is Pinocchio. That's gold, baby. Isn't that what we just did? <laughs> Guy called BS. Johnny Depp, by law, has to stop. <laughs> <laughs> by I'm Mr. Manager. You're awesome, Mr. Manager. What does S Sharp? What does S Sharp have to say? I was going to say exactly that. An awesome name. <laughs> Look at the banner, Michael. What's that all about? That's not just. That's not just reading. If you Sense want to read Eleven more, says I have lost all faith in Tim Burton. Is he ever going to make a good movie again? Two question marks. Doesn't seem like it. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Someone offered him a chance to direct the new Pee Wee movie, and I'm sure he turned it down. Okay. After- if you want more of comments, go yeah. to Collider.com. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, don't make this movie, man. This movie sucks balls. Yeah. And speaking of directors, then. Um, What'll happen if he fucking makes it and it turns out to be the movie that wins him his Oscar? <laughs> well, then that'll be unlikely. Time Oscar. It's his on time Oscar. Oh, it's in time here. We'll give you for any shit. Unlikely. Did you speaking of directors? And I'm not sure if this news is still current because I haven't checked. But because um, they're it's a, the the director's chair on Thor is a revolving door at this point. Yep. Apparently, Alan Taylor has been yes. Alan Taylor. Ha- Alan Taylor. He's is still confirmed. right. He hasn't. He's not been let go yet. No, right? he hasn't been let go. He's confirmed. Ah, cool. Alan Taylor is an Emmy Award winning director. Uh, the most recent thing that he's uh, popular for is uh, he directed Game of Thrones. Which seems like a better fit than what Patty Thingamy had done. Patty Jenkins? Yeah. Uh, well, she had directed Monster, which is a good film, and I, and I still would have been very interested in seeing her take on it. Because mm. it's such a, again, Marvel so far, you know, knock on wood, has been making very intelligent choices, off center choices. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we all. I mean, like a lot of people now talk about Kenneth Branagh. Like, oh, of course he did it. You know, who else really could have done it? Yeah. You know, but when the name was announced, there was the a, fuck? There was a lot of like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking with God here, man. Anyway, uh, but yes, Alan Taylor's confirmed. He, uh, in addition to Game of Thrones, he has also directed episodes of Boardwalk, Boardwalk Empire, oh, right. Mad Men, Nurse Jackie, and The Sopranos, as well as the feature films Palookaville and Kill the Poor. Oh, yeah, Palookaville. Hmm. I've heard of that. I have heard of it as well. Mm. Kill the Poor sounds awesome. I haven't. I haven't even heard of it. Have you heard of it? No. <laughs> Tell me you wouldn't want to see a movie with that title. Kill the Poor. Yeah. Kill the Poor. <laughs> Isn't that the one with Van Damme? Oh no, that's Target. No, it's, or is it Assassination Games? Yeah. Or know. is it? Um, or is it the Deadliest Game? Or is it Replicant? 
I don't know. <laughs> One of those. Say something stupid, and chances are you would have mentioned the title of some Van Damme movie. Yeah, yeah. Some. <laughs> Say something stupid sounds like a good title for a Van Damme movie. It's like Innocent Chase. There you go. <laughs> Came out last year. Jesus. Filmed in Bulgaria. <laughs> Well, all these people, at least they're still working. That's right. And uh, I talk a lot of shit, but I am all about the Van Damme. Yeah. But... Have you, I recently rewatched. Uh, go, go on YouTube. Actually, look, uh, link this up as well. Go on YouTube and download the trailer for Double Impact. The, the Van Damme film, Double Impact. Uh, if you're a Van Damme fan, or if you're just like, you know, of that age where you were around back, when he, back in his heyday... Go and watch that trailer now. That trailer is so horrible. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But it's horrible in the best possible way. <laughs> you know, you're watching it. It's like the, the, the voiceover is so fucking bad. <laughs> but it's awesome. You know, and it's Van Damme just doing his thing and just kicking people. <laughs> and jumping over trucks from motorbikes. Yeah. That's in the trailer, right? That bit. And saying, and saying no a lot. No! <laughs> no! This is like, this is the one thing that we can put in the trailer where he doesn't betray his accent. Yeah. Because <laughs> Every, everyone can say no. Even Arnold says no probably. Yeah, yeah. Get to the chopper! Speaking of Arnold. Oh. <laughs> uh, his, um, his next film uh, after The Last Stand they've been talking about is this movie called Black Sands. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, being directed by um, the guys who are directing the. Car- this film that's coming out using real life Navy SEALs Act of, Acts of Valor uh-huh. uh, the trailer looks pretty cool uh, but um, yeah after the last after the last stand he's got this movie called Black Sands coming up which was um, it's being described as a cross between Constantine and Commando oh <laughs> sounds awesome the only problem is is that Arnold Schwarzenegger may play an angel in this movie Oh god! See that's so we're talking like end of days type yeah, shit. Yeah, that's shit. Yeah, which was a, which was a horrible fucking Arnie movie. I'm gonna kill the devil with a rocket launcher, right, and let's, a machine gun. Let's just hope it's more Constantine and Commando, because that's a cool mix. I'd like to see. The only problem is, is that Commando. Can we still can we still watch Commando now when he's old? What do you mean? Oh, when Commando's old. Like if now that now that John Matrix is old, yeah. you know, it's like if, if they were to, if he was to do a sequel and we would see the, the two movies back because Commando was made at the height of his body. Yes, yeah, he was looking awesome in that movie. But I don't know, man. I don't know about this fucking angel thing. <laughs> but like I said earlier, uh, at least he's still working. Um, two actors who it doesn't look like they're working at the moment as Michael Madsen and Corey Feldman because Michael Madsen turned up on Celebrity Big Brother in the UK. Wearing that shirt. <laughs> For those of you who can't see this at home, he's wearing a US of A flag. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and he just walked, apparently, he just walked up and he's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> he's like standing out to, you know, they, they greet the people. It's Big Brother is a huge thing, it was a huge thing in the UK, but they killed it on Channel 4. Mm-hmm. And Channel 5 bought it then. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not, although Channel 5 is no longer just a dodgy channel like, that you look at for soft porn. Um, but it is still, it's the bargain basement, Celebrity Big Brother, and uh, he had no idea what the fuck he was doing by the looks of things. I'm not sure if he knows he can't leave. This is just too weird. Yeah. I mean, just, that's not a name I can imagine in Celebrity Big Brother UK. I know. I <laughs> Even know. in the US, I wouldn't want to imagine it. Because, I mean, last year they had... Not Alec, not Adam... Stephen. Stephen no, Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin has been whoring himself out to these fucking things. He brought his Bible. He was allowed to bring his Bible in. For years, man. He's fucking... <laughs> he was talking to uh, some boxer who obviously got hit in the head a lot. Who was going out? Who was going out with Katie Price about 
you know, had the the Lord has shown him the way and all this crap. Like he's a nutbag. No, he's he's fucking crazy. Yeah, he's crazy. He's insane. <laughs> but apparently, the first woman into the house was a actor actress from um, uh, EastEnders. Big fan of the show here, and. Um, Apparently, Big Brother set her up with a, an earpiece, and she had to do. Th- they would tell her something, and she had to do it. Mm-hmm. And the first thing was to be friendly with Michael, hug him, and tell him you love Free Willy. <laughs> oh man! What happened? He's like, cool. What? <laughs> <laughs> He's slowly turning into um, no Jack D. No, um, <laughs> the guy from Iron Man Two. Um, 48, 48 hours. Oh, Nick Nolte. No, not Nick Nolte, sorry. What, Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Like, he, he's starting to look like Mickey Rourke. Yeah, a little bit. That the hair, hair is, dude. The hair is just weird. But I don't know why you would do that. I mean, you're like, you're destroying your mystique as, a, as, a, as an actor. Yeah, people get to see people all see, of you all the time. You see this shit, you know, it's like, they're not going to... watch you sleep, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you know? It's like, no one wants to see fucking Mr. Mr. Blue doing this shit. Is it Mr. Blue? Mr. Blonde, wasn't it? Mr. Blonde, that's yeah. right, Mr. Blonde. You can see the headline on the Daily Mail now. Mr. Blonde wanks under blanket in Celebrity Big Brother. Mr. Blonde is really blonde. <laughs> it's insane. Matson recreates Free Willy in bed. Oh, God! <laughs> but, God, get me out of here! But, uh, celebrity, uh, celebrity TV in the UK, or reality celebrity TV in the UK, seems to be just a black hole that you know all actors will eventually circle and get sucked into. Because, check this out. Mm-hmm. Corey Feldman's on Dancing on Ice! (laughs) Whoa, what the fuck? (laughs) People, you've got to see this. Uh, We're going to link this picture up. You've got to see this. Oh, Mouth. What did you do, Mouth? Mouth, he looks like he walked in off the fucking Jersey Shore. (laughs) This looks, this it looks like the cover for some fucking gay porn fucking gay porn site he's like just come and fuck me up the ass <laughs> I'm talking to you he's you man I want you the straightest man in the room to come here and face fuck me yeah from from Frog Brothers to Spangly Red Shirt Man holy shit and it, yeah, it, it, it is the UK one it's not the US one he's on which yeah. I mean he can't even get he can't even get a gig on the US version of Dancing on the Ice nah but the, the British love this shit they yeah. love looking at these fucking Waste of space. <laughs> but yeah. Look at this shit, man. It's fucked up. It's that, that picture sells it really, isn't it? That's terrible. That's terrible. You gotta link this shit up. Take a look at this picture, folks. It's like, he looks like a fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, you want me to get print, print you off a copy of that? <laughs> we can blow it up to 10 by 10. That's my, that's my new Twitter pick. <laughs> Your new Twitter profile pick. Hey, doing that. <laughs> But yeah, that's it's guys. We, you know, we raise a glass to you know Michael Madsen's and uh, Corey Feldman's movie career. Rest in peace. Yeah, gone. Bye. Shot out of a fucking cannon. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I should put these at the top because they're both A news. You've seen Buried, right? Yes. Have you seen Devil? Yes. So you've seen the you've seen the coffin movie. Yes. You've seen the, the elevator, elevator movie. movie. Yes. Prepare yourself for the ATM booth window movie. Oh! <laughs> is, this, is this the one with Alice Eve? Yes. The chick? So, like, the three of them get stuck in a, an ATM booth. It's not just it's not an ATM, like, just one of, the, one of the street. Like, it's not just one you can access and walk away from. And they get, like, trapped in there by a guy in a hoodie outside who's got, who just slaughters people. And then starts filling it with water. It looks fucking retarded, but it is actually... It's the same writer who wrote Buried. 
Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, Chris Sparling is his name. So, this guy must be the most claustrophobic person <laughs> in the world. Right, what do you know? What do you know? Is this room small? I feel small in this room. There's no light. There's no light. Let me out. Who would I call? Who would I call? <laughs> <laughs> my wife. No way. My wife. I hate her. <laughs> Don't call my wife. Call my girlfriend. Call my girlfriend. If she ain't free, call her sister. Don't call my wife. <laughs> But, you know... What are you, fucking crazy? Talk about getting typecast. I mean, Jesus, falling up buried with ATM. <laughs> it's called ATM. Uh, I just... That's... It's fucked up. <laughs> What's next? Uh, OMG, he's going to be caught in a tweet. <laughs> it's going to be the Tron version. It's just going to be... It's just going to have From the man who brought you buried in ATM comes... Cramped Closet. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> with the sequel under the bed <laughs> uh, it's just a husband trapped so, under a bed it's, it's a boyfriend I, 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 I just gets to the point where after a while it's like you know under the dusty floorboard behind the kitchen dresser <laughs> <laughs> inside the fridge <laughs> behind the chicken <laughs> <laughs> this, is like, this is like buried for really small people yeah <laughs> It's, it's, <laughs> it's retarded. And on, on again, off again news. This finishes up my news, but on again, off again. Oh no, this is one more. On again, off again news. The Akira production office was shut down this week, and then it was reopened, or not? It was put on not not shut down. What? You mean they've opened up again? I was about to fucking cheers you. Yeah, no, they've. Uh, it, it said that uh, earlier they said they shut down the production. Shut it down. They shut it down. Nobody and wants then, to see this movie. Shut Warner, it down. Warner Brothers is not pulling the plug on it. So, a new writer will likely be brought on in the next couple of weeks, and... They keep saying that the reason that they keep shutting down this movie is for budgetary reasons. The longer you fucking just let it gestate and keep hiring new Shit writers... up. You know, you know, keep hiring new writers. Isn't, isn't hiring new writers, doesn't that also fall under budget? Or it's you know? fucked. Yeah, you pay fucking writers nothing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> ah, you fuck. <laughs> What? <laughs> What's next? Um, so the other thing is that apparently Kanye West went on a two-hour, two or three-hour tweeting Is this about screen? him being the next Steve Jobs? No. And the new Jetsons movie? Yeah. What? <laughs> apparently there's a, you know, like a... No, what happened to Twitter? Oh. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, um, so basically he talked about his clothing line. He's looking to get... He's tired of his manager. He wants to get a, a committee together of all sorts of tech people, artists, all this, you know like fucking Tim and Daisy's party mm-hmm. but um, yeah during the during this screed he mentioned that he had been discussing being creative director for the Jetsons yes and uh, someone's actually come out from the studio and said yeah that's right we had to talk to him <laughs> and we're like what no I mean but it says a lot I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you finish but first let me talk about the Jetsons <laughs> the Jetsons fucking rock <laughs> no but that just really goes to show the age that we're living in I mean this is these are the people that's going to be fucking driving the creative spear in the many decades to come. So we're fucked. We're fucked. Cinema is dead. The Mayans are right. We're fucked. <laughs> Jesus. It's all over, man. I mean, I like I like Kanye West, despite the fact that he says some stupid shit. I mean, I, I, no, I mean, I, the fact that he is such a complete fuckwit is part of the charm. 
Yeah, it's just he's just there with his fucking bot- bottle of Hennessy. He's had too much to fucking drink, and he's like, "Yeah, Taylor Swift, come here! I'm gonna get the whitest girl on the stage, <laughs> and you are it." It also helps that I'm not particularly fond of Taylor Swift either. So yeah. I mean, you want to you want to ruin her moment? Go right ahead, boy. But apparently, I'm not sure which award ceremony he was at recently. I just saw this briefly, but. You know, he walked up and said, I know you're all going to wonder what I was going to do if I didn't win. Tough luck, because he won. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, and then he just walked off. <laughs> you got to love that shit. Yeah. I mean, he's completely up his own ass, but he's having fun doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you? It'll just start with, uh huh. Hey. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> wrap it up but um, I'm going to wrap it up with this little thing that I think we should start introdu- introducing in the new podcast this is going to be my toy of the toy of the toy of the, the week toy of the week toy of the week, week welcome week, to the week, new podcast week. pretty much the same as the old podcast there you go now, now we're toys <laughs> <laughs> what are we a breakfast cereal <laughs> there's nothing wrong with being a bit cereal mmm Anyway, uh, this is the uh, latest Hot Toys Red Skull collectible figure. This is part of their uh, one-six scale movie masterpiece uh, line. They've done a whole bunch of these figures. They've done Thor, Odin, uh, fucking uh, the Mad Hatter, uh, Captain America, Spider-Man. They have, their work is amazing. Some Watchmen figures, really, really amazing stuff. Um, and so the uh, latest in their the latest in their line, the Red Skull, is now available for pre-order. Uh, it's pretty expensive. It's one hundred and eighty-nine ninety-nine US. Wow. So, but he comes they, with his own little leather coat. But they are fucking cool. Okay, what this uh, comes with? Um, it comes with an authentic and detailed, fully realized likeness of Hugo Weaving as oh, Skull. I was going to ask that. Yeah. Um, along with uh, Johann Schmidt in the Captain America First Adventure movie, it's approximately thirty centimeters tall. It is a true type body. This is like this new uh, fucking very cool action figure type bodies that they do. Really, really. Uh, very articulate. You're such a nerd. With over 30 points of articulations, movie accurate facial expression, with detailed with detailed wrinkles and <laughs> skin texture. Movie ra- movie um, movie rap- uh, <laughs> movie. What's the word? What's the word? Uh, movie collectible. No, no movie. Movie accurate. Accurate. Yeah, it's just like, it's just you go in and gurning the whole fucking time. <laughs> movie accurate facial expression, and they are not kidding. We're gonna put pictures up. In, this also includes six pieces of interchange, inter, interchangeable gloved palms, including one pair of relaxed palms, one, <laughs> one pair of fists, one right palm for holding pistol, one right palm for holding the tesseract, and one, and one left palm for throwing up the devil horns. Each piece of head sculpt is specially hand-painted. The costume is one set of Hydra uniform, including one black leather-like long coat. One field grey shirt and one black pair of field grey pants. <laughs> one pair of black boots. It sounds like when you're coming out of jail, getting your, your little brown paper bag back. Weapon. One pistol. Accessories. One tesseract. <laughs> Figure stand with Red Skull nameplate and the movie logo. Nice. Okay, uh, but take a look at this picture. What, that's, yeah, that looks pretty good. That's Hugo Weaving up in the corner. Yeah, he is scowling. Yeah, it's pretty fucking awesome. It comes with... Although that, he does look like he just caught a bad whiff. Yeah. Huh? Is that you? <laughs> You son of a bitch! <laughs> We're in a tank! <laughs> Don't fart in tanks. But yeah, so that is my Toy of the Week. We should get a jingle for this. Toy of the Week! Do, 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 toy of the Week! 
You're going to remember exactly what you did next week when you do that again? Toy of the week. Ding, 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 ding. Toy of the week. Oh, it's just a blankety blank. Blankety blank. Blankety blank. Boom, boom. You don't hear enough of those comic dum dums anymore. No, they're done. Because I was thinking of something the other I think it was the Pearl and Dean theme was going to my head. Remember that? Mm-hmm. There was something else I used to play before movies. I was trying to rip, thinking of ripping that off for our podcast theme. But yeah, here ended the news. Um, checking on the feeds, nobody responded on Twitter. <laughs> you? It's Sunday. Nah. Yeah. I, ain't, I ain't got shit. No, I asked. I got no love. I got, got no love. love. Uh, we can get emails again if you want to email us in anything you want to give out about you know our segments anything 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 seriously anything just that's how you're doing uh, podcast at megetfries.com alright I'm gonna which uh, what, do you, what have you got again aside from relationship status submarine why don't you go with submarine first okay so as I said earlier Richard Ayodade I think I pronounced that right is the director of this so he is the guy who played Moss in uh, the IT crowd mm-hmm. had the glasses and the fuzzy hair funny and man. also played the very funny and also played numerous characters in the Mighty Boosh including the shaman oh, oh great we have to ask the moon for directions <laughs> we are, was it we are Mighty Magic Men yep what goes on tour stays on tour so it's interesting to see what he would come up with because he does he has directed videos before for the likes of Hot Chip mm-hmm. he seems to like get the best and brightest of the UK creative scene like they got uh, what's his name Peter Serafinowicz to do a video for them as well mm-hmm. uh, so it's his cinematic debut um, it is a good debut I mean this, this looks very good mm-hmm. it's basically it's about Noah Tate but it basically comes off as a modern not that modern version of Adrian Moll Right, yeah. Because he wears a duffel coat and he has a collar up and he just stares all the fucking time and he's completely disaffected from life. You know, he's, he's, <laughs> that's, that's, he's, what I, that's what I've seen. Even the poster is him just staring into Yeah, the and he does that a lot. That kid is fantastic at staring. And it's all, you know, he talks about. I thought it was going to be from the trailer, it was going to be a little bit more like um, the character in. Michael Sarah's character in Youth and Revolt, you know, he's talking about getting into all that French stuff and like all that kind of, like having all that affectations. Mm-hmm. And it is that in a way in that he does do certain things to stay under the radar. And it's a weird, I, I say it's a modern day retelling because it's, it's, it's kind of a weird. At times you look at it and it's like, this could be a 1970s movie, which is obviously, it's based on a book. Mm-hmm. And Richard Eddy may be trying to, you know, it's, he's using elements of his own childhood perhaps. Mm-hmm. But um, his friends. Oliver's friends are your normal what you what you assume as uh, what you see as you know local scumbags these days mm-hmm. you know tracky tops and spiky hair and yeah. you should cut it off mate it's fucking too long oh him I know him you know him oh, I know him he was, he, was a he was a right cunt. He was a right cunt. <laughs> and they are like all the bullies and stuff like that are like the, the, one of the bullies is very much like um, the fat kid from uh, or the guy from the shop in Shaun of the Dead oh yeah that's night man I was wicked. I was Monte. <laughs> but that kind of, you know, yobbish brawl kind of thing. That's uh, Rex Ball, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. But um, it is broken up into like epilogue, chapter one, Jordana Bevan, or, you know, whatever. It shows his family. His family, uh, his dad's played by Noah Taylor, who you know from lots of things. He's in Shine. Sh- oh, he's in Shine, that's right. Yeah, he's in Shine. And he's, he's been in the background. Famous. He's in Loading. He's the guy in the sky who says, I'm here, there's something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like him. No, he's a good actor. He's a very good actor. He's, and a very good actor. he's, uh, he's got a big beard, and he's um, it's got a little bit of the life aquatic by Steve Zissou about it in the way it's shot. Like you know, it's like there'll be a reference to my dad's a marine biologist, but it's not. You know, he used to teach on the Open University, and then cuts away to showing that mm-hmm. and just seeing. But he couldn't really do that well because he didn't know what to do with his hands, and he just keeps showing. I was like, welcome to the Open University, and then folds his hands really awkwardly under his chest, and then kind of waves around the stuff. So it, it keeps cutting back like they did for. You know, it, like the Royal Tannenbaums as well. It's a little bit in that kind of um, what's his name? 
the director of what? Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a little bit in that kind of style. You can see his influences there. Right. But um, yeah. So there's like Jordana Bevan is one chapter, which is a girl who's like also you know she smokes and she just stands around lighting matches. She's kind of that kind of fucky chick as well, you know. The relationship with her, also his parents are having a rough time, and like you, you they re, he reveals really nicely the things about the character through his actions. As in, you know, he doesn't. You don't think he's that neurotic, and then he's saying during a routine inspection of my parents' bedroom, I noticed you know the light was on half dimmer, which means which is a good sign because that means they have sex. Because when they don't have sex, they haven't had sex for seven months now. I can tell by the dimmer switch being full up. Uh-huh. <laughs> but little things like that. He's doing routine searches of his parents' house. Like he's that kind of weird fucking kid. Right, right. They're going through some trouble. Um, Paddy Considine moves next door, mm-hmm. and he's playing a great '80s gobshite. Right. He's basically got a mullet and uh, the po- he's got the he's got the yeah, Joe I've Dirt. I've seen I've seen pictures. He's got the Joe Dirt. Benny Constantine is so, it's very slowly but surely becoming my favorite actor and director. Apparently, yeah, Tyrannosaur yeah. was Tyrannosaur supposed is, uh, to be amazing. Supposed to be amazing. Yeah. Although a lot of people were disappointed because there's no dinosaurs in it. <laughs> a lot of people are stupid. Yeah. Again, this movie there's no submarines in this movie either. What? <laughs> that is bullshit. <laughs> Fuck this movie. But Paddy Considine is great. He's like leather trouser wearing. But then again, like if you went by like just sheer honesty in, regur- in regards to title, if you were just like, depressing the, kid movie, if you were as literal as possible, then by that regard, you know, if that if that defined a classic, then by that regard, movies like Battleship should win Oscars. Yeah. Battle L.A. Yeah. Does exactly what it says on the tin. Exactly what it says on the tin. <laughs> it, it's so much in keeping with its title that you should. By right, you you have the right to punch in the face anyone who says the movie had a bad story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you retarded? It's battle, Los Angeles. What were you expecting, Shakespeare in Love? What were you expecting, Conversation, Los Angeles? Yeah. Aliens with a proper fucking invasion plan. There you go. Now the mother is played by um, yeah, oh, fuck, where Sally Hawkins. Sally Hawkins, who's again like Noah Taylor and yeah. like. Uh, Paddy Constantine is constantly doing great stuff. Yeah. Have yeah. you seen Made in Dagenham yet? I uh, know I haven't. Came in the cinema here actually a while ago, about a year after I saw it. No, no, no. I know, I know, I know. It. Uh, she's good, but I, I always remember her as the chick from uh, um, Little Britain. She was in Little Britain. Was she? Yeah, she was in the first the first series of Little Britain. Oh right. That guy. What's the what's the, what's the magician's name? The guy is like you know like look at my look at my around the eyes. Around the eyes. Around the eyes. Around the eyes. The the very first one, the first day was with her. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Small world, and like. that's what I always remember her for. Is yeah, that yeah. fucking that one little sketch she did in Little Britain. <laughs> but you know, even the, the Tenenbaum thing comes in as well because the dad and the mom dress in pretty much the same clothes all the time, and her clothes. She looks like the mom from Butterflies. You remember Butterflies? Mm-hmm. No. So it's like you know, flouncy seventies blouses that go all the way up to the neck, and dresses that go from the waist all the way to the ankles. Like Victorian kind of style thing, right. and you know, Paddy Constantine has his rapist haircut, and <laughs> he's, he's, he's got all these motivational videos, and like he does all the kind of Bruce, the kind of you know, the bad kung fu, and he's just like, it's all about color. When I realized I could see color, then I realized it scared me at first, but then I found a place where I could be. He's fucking funny. Yeah, it's like even on the uh, the behind the scenes stuff for the Hot Fuzz. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch some of those? Some no, of those interviews? he's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Is there a thing on that about throwing the bin? You know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like he, like there's just one bit where he's like talking how he gets ready for the day, and he's yeah. like, "Well, I suck myself up in front of the mirror," and it's like, "Yeah, yeah, you're the man, you're the Bobby D of the Midlands." You're Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go for a trip around the Andes. Oh, here we go. First thing I do when I'm getting ready for pies, I fast <laughs> for about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> He just seems to be a really nice guy. And he's done some scary fucking movies. But, he has. But uh, I talked about all that. I'm forgetting, you know, I'm leaving out the uh, main main um, main role played by Craig Roberts, and he's really, really good in it. It's just, 
again he nails the he's got the, the hard bitten kind of noir voiceover but also incredibly nervous and the way he talks is always like an either not at all or incredibly sharp bursts mm-hmm. and it is you know he, he does things like go down to the you know I try going out to the scene staring at it for hours so I like to see more intelligent you know it's just a constant little kind of bits and pieces that are thrown away Mm-hmm. And the stuff I've said about the parents and problems and Paddy Constantine thing, they're so backgroundy, you know what I mean? It's almost like they don't matter, but it's like they are the chapter titles. You know, the second chapter is about Paddy Constantine. Mm-hmm. And the third chapter is like, you know, getting his dad out of depression and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's very quirky. And it's not really laugh out loud, but if, I think it's a good debut for Aiden. And it also it shows a, a very, you know, like Attack the Block did for horror movies. It's very much like it's, it's, it's an indie movie that it's, it, hit, it hits all the, what you expect in an indie movie in the right ways. Mm-hmm. It's quirky. Um, you know, it's got cool little effects. Like there's a cool, you know, the set design is quite cool. And the, the lighting at times, like, you know, they have this like, you know, someone opens the door. They're in darkness. When they walk up, a light shown on their face they talk for a bit and then as they walk away the light goes off and you see the light going off but it's a kind of a weird little effect that kind of makes it again all kind of otherworldly so I think as a director he's going to be great mm-hmm. and uh, as a film you should definitely definitely take a look for a submarine but it's more of a, a relaxed you know it's not going to there's no car chases or explosions sweet yeah. so definitely watch that that's submarine excellent I watched uh, The Eyes of March uh, this is the most recent political um political drama directed by George Clooney. It's uh, based on the play Farragut North, which is a play by Bo Willimon, uh, who also co-wrote the script of Clooney and uh, Grant Peslov. Hmm. Um, this is a... It's essentially... It's, it, this is very American politics, so if that's not your thing, you might find it a bit boring. Mm-hmm. The Beauty Queen from Mars fell asleep three times trying to watch this movie. This movie has a lot of fucking talking. Do you know what the GOP stands for? Hmm? The GOP. No. Like they refer to the Republicans as the GOP. Mm, no, I have no idea. Good old party. Literally, it took me fucking months to find that out. Really? Yeah, it's in everything you see. John Stewart, everything else. You watch all that shit. It's like, oh, the GOP were doing this. I'm like, which one of those? It's the good old party. Is it the Republicans? Apparently, it's the good old party. It's the good old party, man. Want to join the good old party? We got oil. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, this movie is very talky. But uh, personally, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Gosling. It's got a great cast: Ryan Gosling, George Clooney. Is he animated, or is Ryan Gosling answering every line of beat out of time? Um, he's slightly animated, but for the most part, he is still mastering the art of being still <laughs> and just doing as little as possible yeah it's doing as little as possible and also maybe I think he's kind of deaf he is amazing at it yeah I will, I will give him that it's like I mean you know he's nobody the, Nobody makes waiting too long to answer a question seem so cool he's an awesome actor he's yeah. an awesome actor he's great I love him he's got his fucking thing down and he takes his time mm. there's something about this guy he's just like yeah it's like would you like a sandwich <laughs> it's like you know are you gonna do anything maybe any I'll point? like a sandwich you know, you, are you gonna move yeah are you going to answer the goddamn like, question that's just being talked to you, asked of you? Do you chew your food? Yeah. You, you know, what is your thing? How do you get your kicks? <laughs> well, before we move, I found uh, <laughs> Evan Rachel Wood's in it, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Paul Giamatti. Uh, it's Gregory Itzen, who I give major props to because I love 24! <laughs> <laughs> Which one was he? What? Sorry, what? Which one was Gregory Itzen? Uh, he was the, uh, the vice president who became president. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't remember the name. So but, but, you know, but you know the one I mean, right? Like, uh, after Dennis Haysbert, after the guy, after the guy gets shot, uh-huh. uh, he, he beco- he's the vice president, he becomes the president. And the Nixon fa- weasel. And he fucks it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He totally fucks he's it gonna, up. He's going to, like, blow up. He has to decide whether or not to torpedo the fucking Russian car. What do I do? What do I do? With his, with his wife in it. With his wife. That's right. <laughs> his, I found his wife, I found his wife very hot. Gene yeah. Smart, you're hot. Anyway, Ryan Gosling plays uh, Stephen Myers. Is uh, a junior campaign manager for Mike Morris, which is the George Lu- George Clooney character, who is the governor of Pennsylvania and a Democratic presidential candidate. 
Um, and they're campaigning for Ohio, and this is one of those things. Like it's like Gore Bush is like whoever loses Ohio is fucked. Yeah, you know Hawaii, and, oh, Ohio. Oh, and um, and if uh, if George Clooney's character wins Ohio, that it pretty much guarantees him uh, the nomination, and so he can go and run for president. Yeah. Now, when the movie starts off, it's one of those sort of it's it's about the loss of innocence because mm-hmm. uh, the character of uh, Ryan Gosling, Stephen Myers, he's very idealistic. Uh, he's he's a genius with uh, with with marketing like with the media he just knows how to play with them and everything and it's basically how this character starts off at the top of the top of the ladder in every sense of the word morally uh, in, in, in his career his intentions it, you're starting off at the purest of places he's a saint yeah and then watching him slowly compromise himself in the, in the most fucked up way <laughs> to, get, to get what they want that's the thing about this movie that, that fucks with you is that uh, everybody essentially gets what they want uh-huh. it's just about what they have to do to get there uh, and that's very weird because you know, like, you know like with these kinds of movies sometimes a lot of them fall into that cliche of you know you, the, the scandal some scandal is going to destroy them yeah they, they yeah. get their comeuppance yeah whereas with this it's like they comeuppance come but not in the way you expect mm. and rewards come as well not in the way you would expect. So it's like, although there is like a scandal at play, I'm not giving anything away here, this is a movie about politics, there's yeah. bound to be a fucking scandal. There is a scandal at play, there, there is some element of it that is borrowed from things that you will remember throughout history mm-hmm. uh, with, with uh, past American presidents, but, um, you know, it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and it's all about how, how you basically just, it's about compromise. Mm-hmm. The whole film is about how much you compromise yourself. It, uh, it's, as I said, it's a very talky film. It's very fascinating. It's very interesting. George Clooney has done a really good job directing it. Um, it's very nicely paced uh, for a movie as talky as it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some really cool dialogue there. And there's some really great acting there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Paul Giamatti, uh, they're awesome. I was going to ask about that. Because I heard one of them being interviewed. And it's like, how, how did you enjoy working with him? So we didn't get to work together. There not any scenes together as far as I know. No, they didn't. Yeah. No, they didn't. Uh, uh, but uh, Paul Giamatti plays the uh, campaign manager for the opposition mm-hmm. and uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman plays uh, the ca- uh, Paul Zara the campaign manager that uh, Ryan Gosling works under and uh, it's pretty much like a it's mainly between these four and you got Marissa Tomei on the side uh, as a journalist for the uh, for the Times I and how's she? she's cool she's cool um, I mean it's it's the kind of role that you could really get anyone to do mm. you know I mean like a doesn't I mean? She, I mean, she's there purely to move plot along or uh-huh. to become an obstacle at some point. Beyond that, there's nothing really to the character. She's not really connected to any of them, like intensely enough mm. or uh, intimately enough. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. Um, it's getting quite a bit of buzz. Uh, it's gotten quite a few uh, Golden Globe nominations. Mm. Um, it's been nominated for Best Picture, Best Screenplay, uh, Best Director, and Best Actor. Cool. So I would definitely recommend it. Definitely recommend it. Uh, George Clooney is definitely growing as a director. I mean, with each film, even oh, even, he directed this one. Didn't he? Yeah, he directed this oh. one as well. Even Leatherheads, which is his weakest film, there were elements of it I liked. I admired what he was going for. I don't yeah. think he really achieved it, I've but never seen it yet. I admired what he was trying to do with it. He was trying to harken back to a, a begotten era, a simpler time, <laughs> a, a much simpler time. You know, and if he had seen Out of Love, he would have known that doesn't work now. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Uh, I love Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Yeah. I love Good Night and Good Luck. And I really enjoyed this movie as well. Not as much as I enjoyed um, his first two films, yeah. but I can see where he's going as a filmmaker, and it's very exciting. It's cool. very exciting. He's definitely like on his way to being like the, the more. He's he's uh, he's a combination of Warren Beatty and um, Clint Eastwood. I was going to make Clint Eastwood. You know, yeah. like because he, he's got the playboy, but he's also got the gruff somehow married together. 
So it's a very, very winning combination. Mm. And it's, uh, if he carries on like this, I think, I hope that for his next film, he doesn't go political because, you know, it's kind of like Ben Affleck always goes Boston. Yeah, yeah. George, George Clooney always goes political. And well, he's only acting in The Descendants, right? Yeah, you know, and, and he's better than that. You know, yeah. he needs to direct Transformers 3. There you go. <laughs> Or there Thor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, fuck that, fuck that. He's George Clooney's Ant-Man. <laughs> With a script by Edgar Wright. Yeah. <laughs> what? No! <laughs> About to self-combust. <laughs> <laughs> what has the world come to? Oh, crazy, crazy. Holy shit. <laughs> so, um... Anyway, I'll just wait here while uh, you go and get yourself a beverage. Yeah. So, uh, and T, I think minus three, two, one. I think it's time for the main event. Our listenership is going to go through the roof once we say we've got to fucking review this movie. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not self-aware, not, not in the slightest. No, no, no. no. Okay. Um, you, uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, we're uh, this is our review of... Okay. This is our review of Relationship Status, a Kirill Bahar flick. If I'm not mistaken, yep. Um, which is all about—it's a local made Malaysian movie. Um, it's all about basically Facebook and how it affects the lives of—is it seven or eight people? Uh, it's quite quite a few characters. I mean, essentially, like all each uh, plot thread is a different relationship status thing on Facebook. So mm. one of the stories is divorced. One of the stories is uh, widowed. Yeah, it's complicated. As you know, etc., etc., etc. But in the end, isn't it all? It's complicated. Oh shit! That should have been on the poster. <laughs> so yeah, this movie stars a host of local talent. Um, Mr. Gavin Yap, who should be joining us soon, um, is in it. Benji Lim, Amanda Anz, uh, Susan Lancaster, and Kirill and Bahar himself. Um, Alfred Lowe. Loads of people are in this, and. It is very much, I think, uh, it's, it's basically a Malaysian love actually, Gavin, would you say that? Yes, yes. And I think it works very well as a Malaysian love actually. It's, uh, I mean, it, it is and it, it is and it isn't. I mean, it's like love actually in terms of its structure, mm-hmm. but it's also a little bit like shortcuts in its structure, and yeah. it's also like, like New Year's Eve, like Valentine's Day, it's that kind of movie, it's mm-hmm. that, there's a, there's... There is a term for these kinds of films where, where you have like a whole bunch of actors in it, ensemble pieces, ensemble, it's, it's yeah. a, you know, with... Different interlocking stories. Yeah, and I, I think all the, all, the, all the stories really really work. Um, so the story, so like uh, the main character Dave. Yeah, played by Mr. Gavin Yap. Yes, um, <laughs> is a, a, I don't know. He's doing some kind of job in a magazine or newspaper, and he gets promoted to writing a piece about um, social networking. He gets. I, I get given my own column. Oh, you you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get, <laughs> I've, I've just arrived. Hi, hi, hi Gavin. It's, it's a delight to have you on the show. It's very nice to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, no, I get given my own column. I'm a, I'm a writer of this magazine, like just uh, sort of like writing their small little bits. Yeah, no, so and uh, <laughs> one of uh, my other colleagues, recent, who is not in the movie, but uh, he gets his book published, so he doesn't want to work. Oh, so it was Patrick? No, no, no. I, I don't know. I don't know because it says Patrick. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Patrick it says Patrick can't do it anymore. Oh, I was okay. like, really? He, he did get a book published. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, if you live in KL, there's a lot of Easter eggs in this movie. If you don't live in KL, you're like, what? What's he talking about? Yeah, why, why, you, why you fuckers laughing at this shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, the, so his story is that his girlfriend is not clear. She's got it single on her status. Yeah, my, my, my storyline is the it covers single, blank, and uh, it's complicated. Mm. Where my character essentially... Uh, he's falling for his fuck buddy, mm. uh, played by Davina Go, 
And, and I heard Kai wrote this for you. So is that, and he just said, wear your own clothes and just be yourself. So is this is this on the back? No, no, he didn't. He didn't write it. He didn't write it for me. I don't think he wrote this specific any role specifically for anyone. No. Uh, but I was the first. I was the first one to sign on to it. Yeah. Uh, so probably so after that, he had to type quicker for your type. So so probably. I mean, he might have had me in mind towards like the later part of the script. Yeah. Uh, but Gavinisms. Yeah, but but it, it was but the character is nothing like me. I mean, the character is. Uh, it, I I don't have that kind of relationship with, with my fucking Facebook account. It's, no, no, uh, no. You're never on there. I'm never on there. You know. No, so. but there's a lot of his elements and his movements and stuff. It's you. <laughs> well, because it's me playing it. <laughs> you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I as wanky as it sounds, I try to bring as much as myself into it yeah. to make it real. I was try to try and make it as as natural as possible. Yeah. yeah. I mean. <laughs> I did consider at one point there was one point early in the process where I really did seriously consider the possibility of doing a completely different physical transformation <laughs> really making him like teeth and a hump I don't, I don't know like <laughs> changing my body movements and shit and I was like why I'm not getting I'm not, I'm not even getting paid for this <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen acting one acting uh, acting actor studio 101 with Gavin yeah no, but I'm not even getting paid for this shit <laughs> no, ultimately if, I, if, I, if I'm honest about it ultimately it didn't need it yeah. you know the character was kind of his rhythms were a bit like mine. So, yeah, that was the rhythms very much. You know, so so to, and and uh, I, you know, and I was allowed to ad lib just a little bit and have some fun with it. So yeah. I was like, fuck, fuck it, I'm gonna try because I couldn't make this guy weird. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. had to try and make this guy fun because he's the, he's in the, you're in most of it. Well, I'm not in most of it. No, but it, you're in it more than most of it. I'm, I'm the gate. I'm the gateway character. Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm I'm essentially narrating the piece, but uh, it was. You're Pop. You're the gateway character. There you go. <laughs> but the guy. There are so many things that uh, Dave does that is kind of fucking dumb. Yeah. You know, that if I had played him sort of, you know, like, not... If I had played him serious, he just would have been even more annoying. Yeah, but yeah. as well as other when, when, when a couple is having an argument in a movie or a TV show, in order for it to be believable, you have to... They both have to have valid points. If, if it's like one person is being completely, uh, you know, unreasonable, yeah. then it just becomes slapstick comedy. Yeah. And we've all seen that in France. One, I mean, one, one thing that isn't very nice about this film is that it does balance all that out. Yeah. Is that even people who are clearly doing shit wrong, like Bucky Zainal's character, the husband, who's like... Yeah. You know, it's like... You're, there's, you're somehow given enough of each character to see where each character's coming from. Yeah. You know, and uh, just... I really like the balance of that in the film. Uh, I, mean, to, I mean, for my own personal taste... It, you know, the move, the, I'm not crazy about the ending because you have to run <laughs> no the running thing because I was like oh my god he's having a Hugh Grant moment <laughs> no but also another thing about the running I thing I mean I'm surprised it wasn't in the rain no but it's, it's uh, a funny thing I noticed about the running thing is that and it felt weird while I was doing it too but I didn't say anything is that when I watched it I'm like because the, when because the you know like there's no fucking crane you know yeah, 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 yeah. this is Kai on the camera like running with me yeah, yeah. so because of that I can't I'm not allowed to run very fast <laughs> but I gotta try like I'm I gotta try to look at least look like I'm putting some effort into it so right now it just kind of looks like I'm doing some a hyperactive jog <laughs> it just looks really weird and you know it's like I was just what when I. Uh, when I watched it, I was like, "What the fuck?" Who's the guy? I always would think Tom Stopper, but it's not Tom Stopper. Who's the guy who wrote Love Actually? Uh, Richard Curtis. Richard Curtis. Yeah, no, but I think the running was the most Richard Curtis moment of the whole thing. It's like, what am I doing? I'm gonna run. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of things to like it. There's a lot of uh, humor in it. I mean, the cinema I was in laughed quite a bit throughout. Um, it's not all serious, although the, it is. Uh, the, you got the bitter and the sweet is balanced out really nicely. And Susan Lancaster does an amazing job in this. No, I mean, like, uh, I think the stand-up performances in the film is definitely Susan and, um, uh, I can, 
I can never remember her fucking name. Uh, I keep calling. I keep think, uh, uh, the character of Howell, the, um, the 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 chicken that Tudong's husband, the husband's cheating. Oh on her. yeah, yeah, yeah. She. I also really, really liked her performance in it. And I, I, I keep the, the name. I just keep fucking it up. I keep saying like Rosita. You know, that's not. That's, I don't know why. You know how sometimes you just get a name stuck yeah, in your yeah, fucking yeah. head. <laughs> I must say it's a nice job to say stand up for performances you haven't listed your own so that's good <laughs> you're I've seen it tons of times and it's gotta get it in my fucking head <laughs> it's not like I'm trying to be an asshole <laughs> um, oh, no, I think one of the stand up performances as well is Alfred Lowe's introduction Alfred Lowe fucking is funny in this movie <laughs> just the look on his the face, look on his face <laughs> he looks like he's been hit with a plank he, in the face he plays disinterested amazingly well <laughs> We're just like he's just the girl is I don't know the girl is she's just yabbering away and he's yeah, just yeah, standing yeah. there like a goldfish. We were just like he's still doing it and we couldn't stop laughing. And it's counterpointed nicely that when he's off camera later on and he's interested, he can yeah, still yeah, play yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'm interested. But in that, I thought like is she going out with a borderline caveman? <laughs> uh, yeah, he got no. a lot of laughs. No, no, that was very funny. That was very funny. I was like, I'm, you know, it's very funny when you're watching the movie and you go through this experience of, of uh, well, I don't know if you know, I mean, like, it's, <laughs> it's like, you go through this experience. That one minute that after watching that one, that one movie I'm in for 10 minutes that I'm only in for 35 seconds or less. <laughs> no, but that thing where you, suddenly it's like you see like some of these small, like one bit characters and you think, why couldn't I have gotten that character? <laughs> yeah. That's an awesome cameo. <laughs> why did I have to play a big part? Why, why did I can't, why can't I just look like, like an idiot? It's like when the guy, propo- when uh, Benji's character proposes to Amanda yeah, yeah. and that guy, Nit- that guy, I know that guy, Nitya, the Indian dude. In the background clock. Yeah. He got a big laugh. He's like, I was like, I want, I want that part. <laughs> man who claps. I want that part. It's like, what the fuck is this part? <laughs> oh man. But yeah, it's funny throughout, and it, it keeps you entertained fully. I think the uh, the pacing was a little let down in the middle. I thought a little slower, but uh, I mean, it didn't need a break back, breakneck pace. I think. It was. I, I mean, like it. There are some places where it does. I mean, I won't say. Drag. Sorry, Kai. <laughs> I, won't, I won't say drag. Drag's not the right word, but it's because you have all of these storylines, yeah. and because Kai, it, it was important to Kai that everything get tied up, yeah. not to leave any loose ends. All that means is, is that you're just gonna the movie's just gonna go on a little bit longer than it might. I mean, we're talking ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's maybe. Oh no, yeah, yeah. No, it's, five, it's, it's, five, you know, five to ten. Wasn't the length was was it was, it was just in the middle. We just kind of lost it a bit, but we, we lost it a bit. I think we we're just tired. I was really fucking tired. Right. But um, got straight back into it after that because you're away. Because again, I guess it was a tantamount to like you know we got bought into these characters and we wanted to see what was how it was going to finish up. Mm-hmm. Um, great beard acting from Tony Yusuf, I must say. Yes, yes, fantastic beard acting. Um, you said everything gets tied up. What happens with um, Benji and Amanda's characters? That's just left angling. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, but that's nice. That's what I like about the film is that not everything gets resolved, and it's it's the first thing we said to each other as we walked out of the cinema. What? What are those guys? I can't What's remember? their status? He does fucking answer the phone, doesn't he? He answers the phone, but there's no... Well, you know, so he answers the phone, so he doesn't stop talking to her. No. You know? Well, it doesn't so say... You don't see who's on the phone. Who else could it be? His dad. Who else could have called this it, motherfucker? Is Uncle Jerry. It could be. Yeah. Um, Jerry the vampire. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're... I don't know, was it, was, it pur- was it on purpose to have the hope you're well be misspelled? On the Facebook page? On um, Davina's Facebook page? Uh, I don't it's know. Why you or? I don't know. I hope you're well. I didn't write that. You didn't see it. You didn't see it. I didn't see it. No, I, I, I didn't write that. 
I also saw Susan Lancaster's email. She does have a, an email from Wormcast, the We Are Malaysian Made podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was nice. It's a slipped in there. Um, <laughs> and you have no fucking idea how to play basketball. Jesus Christ, man. You can't just pick the ball up after bouncing it and then bounce it again. We're not playing basketball. <laughs> it's a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of us knew how to play basketball. Oh, the very weird moment at the end where like, you call him a fucking idiot. He says, well, I'm playing PlayStation 1. It's like, what the fuck is this all about? What's going on there? That's ad limit. That's ad limit. Like it's like, okay, because you didn't, you look stunned. Like, what? what? the fuck? What are you talking about, you fucking idiot? No, the basketball thing in the script wasn't basketball. It was Ultimate Frisbee. Oh, yeah, I remember you saying this. So it's like, dude, we can't play Ultimate Frisbee. You can't talk to each other. You've got to be on the side of the fucking park. You know, how are we going to do that? And how, how do you know we'll catch it? <laughs> if we don't catch it, we're fucked. What, what, so what's there? It's Six like, and a half weeks later. Catch the fucking thing! They only have, like, a basketball court. So, well, I guess let's try and fucking do play some basketball. basketball. I was like, why can't we just be sitting down at the court after, like... Pour some water on us. Yeah, yeah. Look like we just played, but we're just sitting down and talking. No, it's got to be a dynamic. It's like, why do you insist? Sitting on down is like Kevin. Kevin. Sitting down with splash water is like Kevin Smith with the director. Why do you insist on shooting it like this so everyone can see? We really have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> but having said that, editing makes it look nowhere near as bad as it uh, actually oh, was. Really? I did like the editing a lot. I mean, Kai, there was, there Kai Kai himself, right? Uh, he, he did. I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like. When you talk about, you know, how well, he's better this week and like how was he last week and then the cuts the cut the cuts back and forth. Like I mean that's for a low budget movie, it's good to get those kind of cutaways and things going on. There were mm-hmm. I mean there was transitions along the way between mm-hmm. the stories and it was mm-hmm. nice how they all linked. Yeah. But I thought just cut away to you coming out, No smack <laughs> into the room. <laughs> that guy was right in there. It was it was, it was a good movie. Really enjoyed it. Um, but you need to work on your typing acting even if you just do that just don't type just make it look like you're using more than two fingers I don't use more than two fingers I use two fingers and you know what I type pretty fucking fast for a guy who uses two fingers the two fingered bandit I, if you watch this movie you'll notice I punish the keyboard <laughs> I punish the fucking keyboard and also we do explain we do explain that just a little bit because like originally I was a blogger oh yes and she, oh, that was very funny that scene actually the found that quite funny just your look I was like what he's no. <laughs> like yeah not that, not that look <laughs> all of it it's the last two years huh? <laughs> I, know, I was surprised as well did they have any trouble with like is it an 18s movie or is it not yet rated it's PG-13 really yeah because oh, there's a good few squaring and you know no, but the spreading her over the photocopier and all that well, the thing is, is that it's it's kind of like tastefully done, and, mm. the, and the censorships uh, they don't seem to notice the stuff that's tastefully done. Like, and also, when, whenever Susan speaks, everyone is just at peace. Yeah, you know, you know, <laughs> it's just a so great accent. So the one that you're going to think, bend me over the copy machine. You know, no one wants to cut that. Yeah, everyone, everyone's like going. Since this ethereal voice, that's you know, quite, that sounds quite nice. <laughs> that's like you can you could almost understand why I was blog about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And also, you know, it's like it's just kind of funny, like because I, I spent so many years before like talking shit about bloggers. Yeah, yeah. I used to be playing one. It's just like, ah, all right, yeah. Take the shoehorn out of my ass. We're audio bloggers for fuck's sake. Yeah, that is true. No, we're audio entertainers. Entertainers. We entertain people. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time I was entertained by a blog. Oh, really? That's right. You're reading the wrong blog. <laughs> have you read the Times? Actually, I haven't read any blogs. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's a good movie. So it's got two week run right in TGV Cinemas and KO, and yep. then hopefully it'll be extended if it's done well. Yep. So I would definitely recommend going to see this. It's a good good night out at the cinema. I mean, the the buzz so far has been overwhelmingly positive. Well, I did like the whole marketing and everything else around it. The tying it together, the blue was quite nice and 
Yeah. Did you have any trouble from Facebook or just to ask them or anything like that? I'm not sure Facebook knows. <laughs> <laughs> this this is a Malaysian movie after mm. all. They're not gonna ask for permission. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We're Malaysian, we don't need permission to do shit. Yeah, I think they did shoot it so there's no actual Facebook logos we'll in there. Fuck our, we'll shoot ourselves in the foot ourselves. Thank yeah. Because yeah. I mean I, I was wondering because that not that it's negative, I mean the, the message of the movie is yeah, get off your computer and go outside. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. And it, I mean, and it is very much like a snapshot of time. Yeah. Because the way the technology is, it's... It's going to be defunct in a year or two. It'll be a nice yeah. retro piece. Yeah, it'll be a nice retro piece very quickly. In oh, that, Facebook, in that, my God! In that, in that regard, and Kai was also talked about this in his BFM interview, is that he was, he's, that's why he needed to get the movie released as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it'll be a science fiction piece. Yeah. <laughs> no, it'll be, his, it'll be a period drama. It'll be the Gattaca of communications cinema. Well, I mean, why don't they have, like, communication chips in their head like the rest of us? Because they're stupid! <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> yeah, fuck you! But yeah, I thought overall, a great movie. So go see Relationship Status. It's great. Cheers, mate. Go see it. And, um... We should wrap up with the US and Malaysian box office top ten, starting with Malaysia. At number 10, we have Raja Patai. Uh, at number 9, we have 2359, or Woman of the 12th. I don't know what that is. Number 8, Papa, I love you. Number 7, Flying Swords of Dragon Gate. Number 6, Elvin and the Chipmunks 3. Chipwrecked. Number yep. 5, Swatumalam Kubu Brasap. At number 4, Jack and Jill. Oh, that's a hell of fucking hell. Number 3, Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows. And at number 2, Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol. Number 1, The Darkest Hour. I hear really? This, I hear this actually isn't very good. Yeah, I heard it's not very good, but I'm, I'm interested to see it. I just want to see them running around killing yeah. invisible things. In the US, at number 10 is Hugo. I don't know when that's coming out here, because that is a movie you have to see in 3D, apparently. Yes, I really want to see this movie. Yeah. Number 9, The Muppets. Great movie. Number 8, The, the Descendants. Descendants. Number 7, New Year's Eve, Jesus Christ. Number 6, The Adventures of Tintin. Number 5, We Bought a Zoo. And nobody wants to see it. <laughs> I've heard good reviews of it. No, I saw have I. Yeah. Yeah, but it's also got bad box office. Number four, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Didn't, ever... didn't open big, but has been hanging in there. It's got legs. It's a big book, but I mean, I mean, it's a big, not big, thick one, but it's like, mm. you know, it's a big enough book. So, I mean, I don't know. I, don't, mm. I think people were expecting more from it than they were, that was, they were going to get. I think uh, the general consensus is that it's good, not great. Yeah, and, you know, not many people want to go see a rapey movie. For there you go. For, for Christmas, yeah. you know? <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> Should I throw on Irreversible every fucking Christmas <laughs> while I eat my turkey? <laughs> Got that shit on chapter search. <laughs> number two, Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows. And at number one, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. So great work for Brad Bird. Brad Bird, yeah. yeah. No, the movie is an unqualified success. Unqualified. <laughs> unqualified. Is that like disavowed? Um... So that, that comes back to the end of the last first podcast of 2012. That was podcast number 97. 97? We're only three off 100. Holy shit. There's a podcast that started last year. They've caught up. <laughs> In the States. Really? Yeah, well, they get paid for it. Yeah. We're going to get shit for that. What do they? Do they live with their mom? I think so. Anywho. Mother livers. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. See you guys.